Welcome back again to another wonderful episode of It's Almost the Weekend Pod. This time we have a wonderful guest. The guest is Phoebe Redacted. Hello, Phoebe. Hello, Joe. So nice to be here. Yay. We're all here. We're all here in the same room, drinking bevies. At your new place that I promise I won't dox you at, because that's apparently what I love to do on this podcast. <laughs> dox people. <laughs> oh, man. I just laughed and the... Uh... The, the levels yeah. just went absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's good. Do I have to turn my head if I laugh? No. Okay. No, just let, just relax. Let the mic overload. It's <laughs> fine. We're not professionals. I can't wait. Yeah. You're, you're on a laptop that is five times older than our dog. I love stats. True. <laughs> Darian, how are you? I'm good. I'm crushing it. Yeah. We're in the new place. Mm. We've been moving a lot. Picking up boxes, putting down boxes. The address of the new place is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good to have story expert Phoebe Redacted back on board. Mm. That is what I am. Yeah. AKA Monday Sandwich. Mm. She's read every story there is. <laughs> uh, just um, I also wrote every story yeah, there is. As yeah, well. I've, I've almost forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, just an unfathomable pool of knowledge to draw from <clears throat> when it comes to stories. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! What have you been playing, Darren? What have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing the game of life, Joe. No, sorry, I haven't. <laughs> Although I do dig that board game. Yeah, I used to have that board game as a kid. Right? It was yeah. so extra. It had like geography you know like it had yeah. little hills i don't and... remember the hill like actual in the board yeah oh. yeah i just had a flat board oh really mm. i think you could add little oh oh maybe i'm thinking of mousetrap i remember mousetrap yeah mousetrap you that was that? sick mousetrap. you like add you like actually set up a bunch of little like traps trappy things <laughs> on the board no who played i never actually played mousetrap but i just played with mousetrap yeah, I never actually played the board game Mousetrap, but I remember I always used to like fiddle with the little contraptions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how that game worked. Who was the mouse and who was the trapper? I think you were the mouse and I think you ran around the board and had to avoid the traps. Okay, so the traps were just preset by Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then you if you treat them like you press the little button and the ball rolls down yes. and does the crushes whole... you. What, what do you call those things? Reuben Goldberg. Reuben Goldberg. Rue Goldberg machines. No. What? Rue Goldberg machines. You know, like no. the, where, like you know, something falls down and it, you know, hits some wind chimes and then the wind chimes blow oh, air. Oh, oh sure. Oh yeah, then, bro. You you. And then a car falls. You're and then, divergent motherfuckers in front of those things. And it's just like. <laughs> It's all we need. Oh that, yeah, yeah, baby! You can't yeah. tear yourself away. Like there's that one in uh, the Northcote Plaza upstairs. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we went to the cinemas. No, not Northcote Plaza. The Northland Northlands Shopping Centre. Shopping Centre by the yeah. candy shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Shout Us. out Northland Shopping Centre. Yeah, yeah. The inferior Stabland. shopping centre. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as High Point. Okay, Knife Point. Yeah, <laughs> knife point. Never, I don't think I've been to High Point, but that's like a big one. Right? It's horrible. They're all the same, but it's horrible. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been playing a couple of things. I'm chipping away at that Dead Space remake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's weird because I played Dead Space 2 really recently, Mm. one of the best games ever. Mm. 
They've, they've borrowed a bunch of stuff from Dead Space 2 and just unceremoniously put it in this game. So I don't know. I'll have to see when I'm finished because I'm, I'm having a good time. It's scary. Uh, <laughs> but I'll have to see when I'm finished if maybe this is their one-off remake thing. They're not actually going to remake 2 and the Dead Space remake no. is actually a combination of Dead Space 1 and 2. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. Be- because like they've got, you know, in Dead Space 1... You didn't have all the combat uh, mechanics that you have in two. Like you right. couldn't uh, shoot the limbs off a necromorph and then use those limbs as oh, a weapon really? in I one. You could. No, oh. you couldn't. Not in the original. Only in two. Only in two. And you can do that in one remake. In the remake, yeah, that's right. And there's quite a bit um, in the remake where I'm like, this seems really familiar mm. from two, but. You, Story-wise, or just um, like... No, just, um, uh, like, geography-wise. Like, it seems yeah. re- like uh, I've been to those places, but you do revisit the Ishimura yeah. in 2, so I don't know if I'm just conflating mm. that experience. don't know. The um, whole thing sort of blends to 1 for me, I forget. I forget a lot of 1. Mm. Yeah. One, 1 does the, the, the big stupid boss thing. At, oh, the end. at the end yeah yeah mm. and two has like a climactic boss thing but mm. it's more psychological and it's pretty cool i remember two had a cool scene with a needle and an eye oh mm-hmm. man that that's, was cool that's fucking unreal yeah that scene. yeah that still hits cool hard. slash terrible, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally stick a needle in your eye like, how good is that i don't i don't think i've ever nailed it on the first go no there's always one horrifying you get to see the death happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just twitches right <laughs> yeah, when right you don't expect right it to, yeah. and it's just a gory massacre. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've spoken enough about Dead Space 2. You No, let me clarify. You two have spoken enough about <laughs> Dead Space 2. Have we? Oh, I don't want to hear yeah. any more about Dead Space 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. Yeah, it's a good game. We'll uh, continue to speak about it next week. <laughs> uh, but until then, yeah, I've been replaying Celeste as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was stalking you when I saw her when you were playing the Switch. Yeah. Mm. Or the Xbox. 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 Just, uh, just a nice daytime game because mm. uh, it's so bright in here that you've got to have a daytime game and a nighttime game. Because mm. um, if you try and play Dead Space during the daytime, oh, you can't yeah. see anything. Yeah, it's too dark. Oh, it's too <laughs> bright. It's too bright. Uh, and so, yeah, Celeste is just real chill. Yeah. Great yes. music. Yeah, mm. amazing music. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Celeste was great. I remember loving it. I never did all of the levels. Like, never did all of the, like, get all the straws. Right. It seems like a fun challenge. Yeah, well, the straws are, like, totally uh, optional. optional. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to they don't unlock anything no you got to find the mixtapes yes that's what unlocks stuff so i've been trying to find the mixtapes but i remember when i finished it you get to that like end game area and uh it's really annoying because they cordon off all these end game levels depending on the mixtapes you find but there's like no clues to the mixtapes and there's like collapsible walls so i'm not going to go through a whole level trying to hit walls trying to find a mixtape right me yeah yeah i don't remember that so much but mm. yeah mm. but yeah it's good celeste krillin and chillin celeste and dead space opposite ends of the spectrum mm. how about you joe oh um i've been playing more of that alan wake 2 oh yeah i had a weird thing happen with alan wake 2 i had a soft lock like i couldn't continue playing the game because oh, of a bug no. yeah like i was in this nursing home level and like a character was supposed to give me a key and uh they just never 
like they, they hold the hand out, but you could never like press X on their hand. And so like, I just couldn't progress. A bunch of doors I couldn't open. I was just wandering around. And then the game got all weird and broken and my flashlight started doing weird pixel patterns. Oh and, no. Yeah. Oh, shit. And so I like exit out of it, reloaded it and like made sure I was up to date and it still was broken. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to wait for another patch. And then I picked it up again, like a couple of days later and it was fine. So I don't know what the deal mm. was. Um, but yeah, that's been going real good. Um, I think I'm ready to be done with that game. Like, I feel like it's getting to the point where it's like outstaying its welcome a little bit, mm. like 15 hours in. Right. Um, like I came up to a, there's like these, uh, cult stashes where you have to like solve a little puzzle to like get inside the stash. Mm-hmm. And it's usually just like some bullets in there. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't want to do this puzzle right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that doesn't look fun. And so, yeah, I think I'm done. I think I'm ready to be done. Uh, hopefully I'm, I'm near the end. Yeah. Um, and play a little bit more of that Mario. I've been playing that Magic the Gathering still. Oh, yeah. I've been playing with that, that with Jamie. She's an addict now. Oh, really? All right. <laughs> yeah. You've done it. I've done it. <laughs> Six missions successful. Yeah. That's they... the online one? No, the in-person no? one. Oh, like with cards and stuff? Yeah, Real yeah, cards. cards oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I borrowed nice. some cards from someone at work and been playing that. So that's been good. Hell yeah. Um, oh, and I watched um, the final episode of Attack on Titan. You did oh. say that last week. Did I? Yeah. Did I say I'd watched it? Mm. Are you sure? Mm. No, I said it was coming out. It can't have been out next week. No, you said you'd watched it. And oh. I was like, oh, I can't wait because I'll watch it afterwards because I've got oh. two and a half hours of Attack on Titan. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm bringing the same shit as I <laughs> Oh, damn it. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's all I've been yeah. doing. <laughs> Apparently it hasn't been very long since we last spoke. When did we do the last episode? Like a week ago. Was it on the same day? Yeah. Well, no, it was actually longer than a week ago. It was last Saturday. Saturday. Okay. (laughs) I forget everything. (laughs) Uh, Apologies if you're a repeat listener. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Apologies if you have any loyalty to this podcast at all. I forget everything I've ever said. Um, Yeah. It must have been something else I've been doing. I don't know. That's all I got. Phoebe, what do you mean by that? What have I been playing? I started this game called Chance of Senna or Chance of Senna, which is a really cute little puzzle game where it's like a linguistics puzzle game. Oh, cool. It's like um, you go around and you can't speak the language of anyone and they sort of have, you know, like pictograph type uh, words that come up and you just slowly like translate them based mm, on, cool. you know, cues you find in the environment. And uh, yeah, it's just like a cute little puzzle. Um, and what else? Just Slay the Spire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually did pick up some Factorio last week. Oh, mm. yeah. I was, I'm doing, keen I was trying Factorio. to find, there was like, you mentioned last time that there was like puzzle levels or something. Yeah. I, I think it's, find them. I think you have to go into single player and then mm. there's, when you go to the sections that like generate a map oh, or whatever, right. there's one that's like. Because I found the tutorial challenges or something uh, it's called i okay. think yeah i was doing the tutorial the tutorial is actually pretty good yeah it explains a bunch of stuff that i just huh. did yeah you know, <laughs> brute forced or googled <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's the way to learn yeah it is the way mm. nice yeah. hell yeah fuck yeah what ascension are you up to on slave spire oh come on <laughs> the the good ascension no i'm <laughs> i'm up to my highest one is 16. Oh. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Nice. 
Am I still permitted to be <laughs> your friend and paramour? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, if, if like, we got Ascension <laughs> minus 16 over here. <laughs> Hasn't even unlocked the last character. What can I say? You basically got to play the game for 30 minutes to unlock I mean, the look, last character. Oh, delaying gratification. Mm. That's, that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Are you edging me right now, Joe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, we'll be able to talk about Ascensions and what they are. <laughs> but for now, no. <laughs> cool. Um, before we get into the news, it should be mentioned that we're, we've got this f- fuck table situation where we're all juggling drinks. I've, I'm the like. Oh yeah, same as last time. We yeah, just yeah. sit all click clack. I've got, I've got a ceramic coaster. Clink. Yes. I have no coaster. Yeah. So Joe's got... Joe's the only one who's taken me. I've got a little microfiber to put my... uh, Yeah. No. Amazing. Yeah. Joe, of course... uh, The only professional in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool. All right. So I've got some news. Hell yeah. Nuggets up. Fresh chicken. Mm -hmm. There's not much. (laughs) That's that's okay. I hope you're not hungry. No, I I kind of am, but that's all right. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh... First piece of news, Stray Gods got nominated for a Grammy. Oh, I saw that. Very cool. Which one is Stray, Stray Gods? is the Stray Australian is made the... summer fall studios. Yeah, yeah. Your buddy, buddy, we shout it out all the time. Yes. See, I forget the games and you forget your life. That's, <laughs> that's this podcast. Well, this is a games podcast. Yeah. So. so, yeah, no, once again, Joe is in the right. <laughs> Um, yeah, they got the, well, they got nominated for the best, uh, video game score and they're up against oh, some pretty really? big boys in there with like, you know, God of War Ragnarok and stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. That's Hell great. yeah. Yeah. Well done to them. Shout out to Stray Gods. So what are these awards? Are these? BAFTAs? Uh... No, these are Grammys. Oh, gra- Grammys? Oh, Grammys. For the Grammy. Oh. Is, wow. Do they have like a video game section? Yes. Oh, best right. video game score. Hell oh, I might have been thinking, right. I might not have known that they had a Grammy nomination. I might have been thinking of the BAFTAs. Oh, yeah, no, it's not BAFTA. Grammys. Grammys. I believe. Cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Grammy it up. I got a list of awards to go through here. <laughs> you you know how I like my list. But Hold on, should we, should we guess? Yes, yeah, if yeah. you want to. Let's play the guessing game. Uh, what, what's the category? So this is the Golden Joystick Awards, and these awards are a little bit... I don't know. There's like, they're like the springies, you know? Like, you, you don't really understand why they gave best whatever to whatever game. Okay, I but, don't know what the Golden Joystick Awards are or what the springies are. Uh, so all, I'm really lost yeah, right now. They're all... It's like, you know, <laughs> it's the equivalent of... Oh, what's like a crummy award show where they just like give... I don't know. It's almost the weekend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's like that. Yeah. Where you get like need for speed unbound. It's like that. Never forget. Never forgive. Uh, Best storytelling. Best storytelling. It's going to be. And and what? This is for last year? This year. year? It's going to be. I don't even know any games that came out this year. No, you got to read that as most popular game with good storytelling. That's how you read that. So the answer is probably God of War Ragnarok. Did Spider-Man come out this did, year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man, maybe? Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah, right. Fake fans. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've been playing heaps of Baldur's Gate. <laughs> the Still Playing Award, which is a weird name for an award, Baldur's but a Gate 3, game surely. that people are still playing after all these years, I think oh. is a thing to put in there. 
Super Mario 3. Like, how many years? <laughs> People are still talking about Super Mario 3. They are. They are. <laughs> right? I mean, what are the parameters? This is a very <laughs> no, weird topic. No, I can Portal 2. <laughs> That's good. Portal 2. No. No Man's Sky. Really? Oh. Still playing. Sure. Huh. Yeah. Those updates. He never sleeps, Sean Murray. He's, he's, he's still like, going. Is he a fucking vampire or I don't something? Know, man. Probably at this point. Uh, <laughs> best visual design. Visual design. Which is another weird title for an award. Visual design. Okay. Uh, Ragnarok. Nope. It's like striking, maybe. Mm. Like unique, most unique well, visuals. Hmm. Uh, armored, armored Core. Ooh. That's pretty visual. Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, studio uh, of the year. Can we just uh, edit it so <laughs> that I've said Baldur's Gate for every answer? Yeah, yes. I'm just gonna say Baldur's Gate. It's got to be Larian. Larian. <laughs> yeah. Studio of the year, Larian. Uh, best game expansion. Ooh. Oh, it's got to be that cyberpunk thing. Correct. Phantom uh, Liberty. Yeah. Best indie game. Ooh, I mean. There's been Dredge. Mm-hmm. There's been Dave the Diver. Mm-hmm. There's been Pizza Boy. Yeah, Pizza Man. Was that 2022? I don't know. Don't matter. 2022. Uh, 2023. This is for this year. There's been... Oh, oh, the Messenger People. Yes, uh, you are correct. Oh! Do you want to have a go at the name? Sea of Stars. Very good. Oh, oh I didn't even know I'm out game. here remembering games that came out this year. Oh, is that the one that was about, like, sea creatures? No. Mm, I'm not sure. There's no. I think you're thinking of Dredge. Or Dave I think I'm thinking of. No, I think of, I'm thinking of Dredge. There's I think. a lot of They're ocean. Like, yeah, <laughs> ocean. There's a lot of ocean out there. Why is there so many oceans? Seventy percent of the Earth. Stars, heaps of ocean. Diver, Dredge. What's happening? Uh, so Sea of Stars. Yeah, right. Sea I mean, stars. best indie. Yeah. Still want to play it. Yeah, same. We Looks, got it there. Sitting I, there. Saw the JPEG. Looks good. Good JPEG. I played the first ten minutes. Nice. Uh, best <laughs> VR game. Did Alex Half-Life come out this year? No. That one where you're an eagle when you fly around. <laughs> uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, Best uh, multiplayer <laughs> game. Oh, God, this is such a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1. Oh, yeah. Oh. I heard that had great multiplayer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a uh, shout out because when a fighting game has bad multiplayer, it like ruins the whole experience. So yes. No, I'm thinking Street Fighter. Oh, Street no. Fighter. Am I? Tekken? Oh. The one, the, Tekken? There's a lot of new fighting the games. The one that Jinquisition did a thing on and was like, this is so fun. Oh, it's Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, it had the like accessible mode yeah, where it made yeah. it like Smash Bros or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Street Fighter is very absent from this list. Mm. Uh, best audio. Mm. Uh, Dead Space remake. Mm. I think it was last year. What? Really? I don't know. <laughs> Normally I can be like, blah, blah, and I'll let's look it up live, but not today. Uh, what is it? Um, I lost it. Final Fantasy 16. Hmm. Okay. Best game trailer? Uh, Death Stranding 2. Ooh. I, I would agree with that, but yeah. no, that's not the answer. Uh, Cyberpunk okay. Phantom Liberty. Okay. I think I even saw the trailer. But um, you said it has Idris Elba. It does, yes. Oh, yeah, no. No wonder that's getting best trailer. He's in the trailer. <laughs> they made the category just for that. <laughs> some weird categories. Um, I'm just going to blast through a bunch here because we'll be here for a while. 
Uh, best streaming game, Valorant. Best game community, Baldur's Gate 3. Best gaming hardware, PSVR 2. Wait, what? Best, best gaming, gaming hardware. hardware. PSVR 2. <laughs> what? This, this is cool. Right? I think this is even worse than the It's Almost the Weekend game. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Uh, Have you had It's Almost the Weekend Well, game we do or? like a, a top five of the year at the end yeah, of the year. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think, is that that must week? be coming up, hey. No, no the week no, after. That's, no, that's ages away. It's November, brother. <sighs> I feel like it's the end of the year. <laughs> I'm already in 2020. It's, it's like January, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, it feels like January for me. Yeah. Um, breakthrough Award, Cocoon. Cocoon looks really good. I reckon yeah. you would dig it. Also seen the JPEG for that. Yeah. <laughs> Very keen. It's from the developer behind Inside. Oh, okay. Yes, I, I actually have seen the JPEG as well. <laughs> yeah, good. Where's the best JPEG award? Yeah, best JPEG. What would it go to? Critics' Choice Award, Alan Wake 2. Oh, really? Critics' Choice. Oh, so like best Metacritic score or some shit. Best. How did that not go to that Zelda game? I don't know what critics' choice means. Like, is no, it that like... that'd be like game critics, like not Metacritic, like right? But the Metacritic has a critic score and an audience. Score. Oh yes, true. Mm. Um, best supporting performer. No, that sucks. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo game. I just, of the year. I... Why is Nintendo in a category of their own? Yeah. Nintendo game of the year. <laughs> One guess. Uh, WarioWare. <laughs> Where <laughs> <laughs> movement is correct. Uh, PC game of the year, Baldur's Gate three. Xbox game of the year. Have a guess of this one. Baldur's Gate three. No, that's not out yet. Almost out, but not yet. Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> <laughs> <It> is broken. <laughs> uh, best uh, guess ever. Xbox game. Oh, uh, your fave. Uh, shooty shooty pow pow. Um, Halo. No no no. Gears of War. No, the one you were obsessed with. Oh, Returnal. Returnal? No, that's not on Xbox. That's PS5. That's a very Oh, yeah, right. It's <laughs> like two years old now. It was released in oh, gosh. Five. I don't know anything about <laughs> video no, games. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox game of the year. I oh, mean, I've got no one. I own an Xbox and I, I don't even... Forza? Think, think as... Uh, I'm going to give you the answer, basically. But the person who you loaned your Xbox to loaned it just so they could play this oh, one Starfield. game. Starfield. Starfield. Oh. Mm. I mean, let's. This is this is an opportunity to wet the appetite of our thirsty <laughs> listeners. Oh, uh, we're in December. We're going to do a Starfield special. Oh, actually, oh, it might be January. Early. In the next two months, we're going to do a Starfield special, and we'll invite you to join us. But Joe and I are going to both put Starfield on the hardest difficulty, and then Ooh. play until we die. Just die once. And then that's it. That's all we're going to play our Starfield. So we'll do that and come on the pod and, and talk, talk about, about our experiences. I'm dreading it. Uh, <laughs> PlayStation game of the year was Resident Evil 4. Oh. Most wanted game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Wait, what? <laughs> no one. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, no. <laughs> what that was, apparently. No, is that like... What is that? Uh, I guess it's another Final Fantasy VII game. I don't know. Is it like it's not the next thing in, in, in the saga, right? Like it's not the follow-up to Final Fantasy VII because that was a remake. Right. I think it's like side story stuff that happens in Final Fantasy VII that they didn't tackle in the original remake. 
Right. But is... Wait, now that we're talking about this, because I'm just woefully ignorant about all Final Fantasy stuff, but wasn't the Final Fantasy remake only a portion of the game? Yes, it was only the first half. Or right. the first third. So is this the second third? No, it's not. <laughs> For fuck's sake. As far as I know. <laughs> it's like centered around some side characters from Final Fantasy VII. What yeah, is Squeenix cool. doing? Oh, dude. Business Look, unit... they're just living their best life. Come on. <laughs> Business creative unit seven. We don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the ultimate game of the year was Baldur's Gate 3. Good, good guess, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I'd get it eventually. Um, what else have we got here? Legend of Zelda live action movie is in the works. Oh, okay. Yep. Do you have this piece? Um, yeah. So I, again, I've just got so much news. The last week I've, I had like eight pieces of news that I'm just saving for next week. And that was one of the pieces okay. that I'm saving for next week. Scratch that news then. Yeah. Tonight. No, that's no, that's good. Let's do it now. I mean, live action Zelda. We don't know much. Just bring the like AI images of Tom Holland and Hawaii <laughs> into life. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Maze Runner director Wes Ball will direct the film. Okay. I mean, he makes money when he releases films, so mm. of course he is. Um, yeah, look, I mean, no one really knows too much about it right now. Um, yeah. What are we going to... I don't know. Who, who, who would you cast as Link is a good question. I mean, mm. Tom Holland's not bad, <laughs> but he's probably getting old because uh, he was like yeah. 30 when he was Spider-Man. He needs to be someone really young. Maybe some unknown. How old do you think Link is? Do we have this chat? Oh, you <laughs> talked about Mario. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Link, I I picture Link as like like seventeen or okay. something. Because yeah. he changes like ages across the games, you know. Like he's right. he's a yeah, boy right. in the start of Ocarina of Time, and in Wind Waker, he's kind of a boy, and then in Ocarina of Time. Ocarina oh, of Time. <laughs> you like go into the future and you're adult Link now. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think in the, the Breath of the Wild Breath situation, Wild, yeah. I think, I reckon he's 16, 17. 16, 17. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Old enough to save the princess. Oh, yeah. Old Especially back then. To fight for Hyrule. You know. Like, he was in the army. Yeah, true. <laughs> and the other thing is like they're, they're like elves, right? So mm. like they look young. Yeah, mm. maybe he's sixteen hundred. Yeah. Well, he is like a hundred, right? Like he was asleep for a hundred. Oh, don't do that anime. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like a hundred. So even though she's being plowed. No, and no, 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 no. That's not where I was going. Oh. Yeah. Um. I don't know who I would cast as Link. I would want to do. I've always wanted to see female Link. Yeah. I think that's been like. I was hoping for that for Tears of the Kingdom. They sort of hinted at it a little bit with Tears Bloody of the Kingdom. Florence Pugh <laughs> is Whoa. Link. Whoa, just jaded Link though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be sick. Um, yeah, I reckon... Margot Robbie is sexy Link. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you then get female Ganon and like male Zelda? Yes. Oh, yeah, just, that would be rad. just totally switch it up. Switch male Zelda? Yeah, also, Link is androgynous as fuck. Yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Link could just be, be go both ways in the same movie. Totally. I don't know. I cast Alex Wolfhart. Wolfhard? Finn Wolfhard? Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good pick. He's a, mm. he's a young actor. Young, yeah, yeah, that's true. That could work. I feel like people, we were talking about this at work the other day, people say, what are you going to cast as this young actor? And everyone thinks, as soon as they hear the word young, they're like, oh, 
every actor in Stranger Things, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. Every time. Mm. Yeah, that's the only thing we've well. seen that has young people young in people it. Young people in it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and they're not even that young anymore. That's an yeah. old show. Yeah, mm. true. Yeah. Knowing Nintendo, though, they'll want to play it safe with a big star. Oh, totally. Yeah, Th- they'll you know they'll go for something. Maybe they'll do the Disney thing of like kind of bringing a new face onto the scene. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, Star Wars is, is exceptionally good at that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Nintendo are new to movies, and, and they went pretty ham on the cast for that oh, Mario yeah. movie. Chris <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> yeah, and it made like a billion dollars, so <laughs> they're probably just gonna do that again. Yeah. Chris Pratt Chris for Link. Pratt as Link. <laughs> <laughs> Just Chris Pratt for cast. every single. <laughs> Look, they've got a formula and it works. Seth Rogen. Anya Taylor Joy is, is Link. Could <laughs> work. Yeah, that actually would kill Anya Taylor Joy for sure. She What's got... Anya Taylor? Yeah. She got the elf eyes. She's the chess girl. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. she would be dude. She would be dude. She would be dude. Yeah. <laughs> Anya um, Joy Taylor. Joy Anya they Taylor. They know who we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how long we've been going for? Yeah. Um, a Three long hours? time. No, 29 minutes. Because <laughs> I have another piece here, but it's a bit wonky. Yeah, um, wonk me up. Wonk? Cowboy. You want some wonk? Yeah. So very recently, <laughs> as of this week, there's a bunch been a bunch of discussion on Twitter about like, what is crunch? Oh. Which, which oh. always comes around. Every year there's like the discourse on, mm. on Twitter about game dev crunch and stuff. Mm. And it was all in re- uh, a response to this one guy, Joe Hobbs. Imagine if I said me, is me on Twitter. <laughs> I've been cancelled at last. <laughs> uh, no, it was Joe, Joe Hobbs. Which is since, he's since deleted his account. But he was basically saying a call out to all students to be like, if you're not uh, you know, up to the standard or um, working outside of like the normal uni hours, then you're against people you know, in direct competition with people who are doing that. And so... You know, if you're trying to succeed and trying to get a job straight out of uni or whatever, then you probably should be doing these things. And a bunch of people were like, no, 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 that's bad. That's like toxic. Yeah. Um, We don't want to like crunch and like burn out our students before they even have a chance to enter the workforce. And like the workforce itself already has a problem with crunch. Like why are you like putting this out into the world? Mm. Um, But then on the other hand, he's also kind of right about it as well, because there are a lot of people who are doing that just because they're passionate about it or they just like have that built into them right. or for whatever reason, their own personal reason as to why they overwork themselves. Mm. And so you're already in direct competition with that as well. Um, but the other thing that hasn't been brought up a lot about it, which I was kind of interested in recently because we were hiring an animator at mm. work mm. and um, it wasn't all about necessarily the real or like the quality of the work either, even though we hired someone whose quality is amazing. Mm. Um, it was about like the vibe, like when you're talking to them and the mm. things that they say to you. Right. And so that was a huge part of it. Like mm. we had our other applicant was great as well, but just not quite on the same like wavelength as us mm. personally. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that has nothing to do with crunch. Feel like, yeah, you can communicate yeah. easily with the person is, is yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Right. And have the same like, interests and like well, not the same but you know be able to have a conversation with them that feels natural yeah. and right. feels right and I, so that's worth noting in this whole thing as well it's like sure you can crunch yourself into oblivion and be the best but if you're no good to talk to or get along with then what's the point mm-hmm. no one's gonna hire you so i just want to throw that into the ether because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna tweet about it fuck no i'm so tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'd argue in 
any job that doesn't need a huge amount of specialization, that's the most important thing mm. is yeah. do they fit into and the And the thing is like, yeah, in any job, someone who has worked super hard and, and like done heaps of hours and has like the ability to show that they will have just to a certain extent, they'll have an advantage, totally. but that's, that's purely from a like corporate machine level, mm. you know? And like, it's more important, you know, it's probably not what kids want to hear when they're like thinking about their future and like, I, you know, I want to become an animator, mm-hmm. uh, but it's more important for you to like learn your boundaries and mm. like be able to uh, like establish your boundaries and, and be healthy and be mm. safe and all of that sort of thing. That's more important than like your career progression. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's like a bit of a clashing of different things, you know, the corporate structure of like, okay, you know, we just want whatever we want the person who's going to work hard until they drop dead mm. uh, versus like this kind of new wave thing of like mm. new wave. I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah. I know what you mean. But yeah. but yeah, there's always, it's, there's a special, that clash is highlighted in creative endeavors. Yeah, as for sure. Well, because it's yeah. just like. So much unpaid work. Yeah. So much unpaid work. Yeah. Yeah. It was always a thing. Uh, I remember at Method was like, the animators would often leave on time. And as we were leaving, the, we were like walking past other departments and they were giving us greasies because they were having to stay behind because they were, you know, mm. whatever crunching on stuff. Mm. And I was always like. You know, you can just just leave as well. Like mm. the the movie will get delayed. <laughs> you know, like it's not your responsibility. Right. Like they're gonna fire you at the end of your contract, regardless on whether or not. You're <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, like, they're not gonna look at the hours of overtime you did and say, yeah, you know what? We're gonna keep you on. Exactly. <laughs> they're be like, we can't. We don't have any anything in production right now. Everyone gets fired. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Like, I think it doesn't matter no matter where you go, even mm. if you work at a place that you love, that you feel like you might want to do extra hours for because you're, you're friends with the boss or whatever. Like, mm. the same thing can happen. Work will dry up or go away, and you're, you know, it doesn't matter how good of friends you are with them. Like, it's, it's, you're still going to Yeah, if they don't have money to pay you with, then you're not getting it. paid. Yeah. yeah. And so I have a bingo sheet here um, oh, great. of uh, Game Dev Bingo Discourse Edition. <laughs> oh, yeah, Excellent. great. And I just wanted to read a few out because I thought okay. they were great. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, X is a game dev. So this is in relation to the discussion of like saying that you're like an artist doesn't necessarily qualify you as a game dev. Saying you're a programmer does is the discussion. So you don't actually build the game. You just like make the pretty pictures that go on top of the game. (laughs) And the game dev part happens with the programmers. That's the discussion. It's very spicy. Wow. Um, Build those walls, baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the worst discussion. Uh, And then they're like, oh, what about QA? Or what about marketing? You know, the whole, it all just like tumbles. What about the story? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everyone who talks about writers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Set America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. The SAG after. Oh, yes. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, great. Or not over, but they've they've come to a resolution. Come to an agreement. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the details on that. Do you know the details? Um, I can't remember. No. Okay. Yeah. I saw something on it. Um, they got um, they got a bunch of insurances around AI positions. They Mm -hmm. got um, yeah. No, I can't remember off my head. Yeah. It is good. It bodes well for the future of like a bunch of other <clears throat> um, 
union discussions with yeah for sure with other industries definitely um, though it will be a fight as it always is uh, what is slash isn't a game is on this bingo card I'm sorry. What is slash isn't a game? What does that mean? Um, I think it means like what qualifies a game. Yeah. You know, like oh. we've had a discussion about this. Like, is like a walking simulator a game or is it an experience? Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah. I think we, we. Is a visual novel a game? Yeah. We, yeah. Yes. I, I think we uh, came to a, a resolution when we? we ranted about that ages ago. Probably. Yeah. I can't remember. And what it this is. pod <laughs> is the sole source. <laughs> Stop, 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 <laughs> order, order. <laughs> uh, oh dear. The latest tech bubble gimmick. So you know, you have NFTs or whatever. Oh yeah. Game is over slash underhyped, which is always a fun one. Mm. Crunch is necessary slash bad. We always have that one. Mm-hmm. Remote slash work from home versus office. Mm-hmm. Do you need a really? Uh, do you really need a degree slash training? Mm-hmm. Mm. Accessibility versus difficulty. We love that discussion. Oh on this yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. Or t- these are like topics for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> We've done most of these. Yeah. Art, uh, auteurs are good slash bad. Oh, that's an interesting, interesting one. one. We, we did that one. We've done auteurs. Have we? No, not as a topic. No? No. You did a big thing about auteurs. But it wasn't a topic. Wow. Hmm. We, I don't think so. <laughs> We're like 100 episodes. Deep. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but no, well, I'm pretty sure I haven't said that. That's so awesome. Um, which is an interesting one because, like, with Alan Wake, it's pretty obviously like an auteurist game. Oh, um, interesting. Someone inside of the industry says something silly. Someone outside of the industry says something silly. Mm-hmm. The industry needs to unionize. Complain about discourses in the middle. <laughs> Start up lacks diversity. Uh, celebrate, decry, list awards, review scores. Wow, this is uh, this is just a bingo sheet for it's almost the weekend. Pretty much. <laughs> GDC is slash isn't worth it is a fun one. It's also interesting that you phrase it as a bingo sheet and yet like which is a very visual thing that we have the ability to like check things off on, but you're just reading it out like reading a list. list. <laughs> <laughs> we can't how how do we play? Yeah. I mean I want to show you this, but like I can't. Oh show the oh I see. You actually sheet. have a bingo Yeah, that's right. 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 Uh, AAA is dying. We're almost done. Everyone Indie. just imagine a five by five grid. Yes, a grid. And I'm reading through the grid items one by one. Uh, Indie apocalypse. Layoffs are profitable after uh, layoffs after profitable quarter. Game journalism is broken. Discuss. Delays are good slash bad. Delays. 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 Sorry, I, the, I, I thought you delays. said delays, and I was like chips. Yeah. What is going on? Uh, X is actually hard to do. You are more than the games you worked on is a classic. You are more mm. than the games you work on. No, you're not. You're a little machine. You're a shield. You're a <laughs> uh, Games are not movies. <laughs> what the fuck is that one? Who's out here saying that? <laughs> We've covered that before. We did games versus movies. Yeah, but not games are not movies. <laughs> no shit, you drongo. <laughs> Last one, a scandal is covered up and or ignored. Very uh, good. Oh, yeah. Wow. Great. That was good, actually. Oof. Yeah. I'm tired after that. You got any other bits of news? Yeah, good. Look, this is a Whopper episode. We're all in. And what was that with, like, I don't have many, much chicken? That was, like, there was a lot of chicken. There was a lot of chicken. <laughs> I'm very full. Yeah. Okay, I'm satisfied. And I'm about to overstuff this turkey. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> is it going to be, like, 10 minutes of topic again? No, no, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> we'll yes. just go for as long as we I don't, Normally, I have the timer, but I don't know how long we're going to Yeah, no, this is, we're playing it fast and loose. Yeah. Or slow Two and loose. Two hour long episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, so this one, it's the only news topic I felt like I couldn't postpone because it is uh, relevant as of today, which Ooh. is November 12th when we're recording this. So when this podcast airs, it's very much live. Uh, Microsoft will no longer allow unauthorized third-party accessories to be plugged into their Xboxes. Oh, oh And this is huge. Bad. This is bad. There's a lot of companies bad. that make, like, fighting sticks. Yeah. Can't plug them into the Xbox. Wow. What even... What about, like, you know, you third-party USB chargers for, like, your... Oh, yeah, no. No way. But, like, how That's... do they police against that? Because, like, a USB... So it seems very... Well augmented. So what happens is orchestrated. No augmented. No Sorry, implemented. 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 I think. Uh, so you you plug in your third party accessory, mm. and it comes up and says, "In two weeks, this will no longer work." <gasps> so it like is an intelligent implementation. So it knows that it's not. Uh, uh, you know, it's not going to work. That. And so they're like, we're doing this so you have time to return the product, you no, know. Fuck that, dude. Um, yeah, the product that you've been using products. for four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so uh, the other thing and the thing that I thought of first was like, what about accessibility controllers? What about all the third yeah. party fucking people who are playing with one arm and doing mm. like no hit Dark Souls runs and all this shit? Yeah. And Microsoft reckon that it's going to not like all the accessibility stuff is going to be unaffected they reckon that because they said that's how it's going to be but i don't know how the fuck they're going to pull that off like are they just going to have to manually register every potential accessibility thing so that Mm. that pop-up doesn't activate like i don't know how they're going to manage that it's weird interesting yeah I wonder if there'll also be like USB adapters that you can get that like trick the Xbox yeah. into thinking that it's a first party. Oh, thing. surely, surely like, p- smart people are going to work around this. It's got to be pretty easy, you know. Like Come if on, it's a USB, people. there's only so many bits of metal on a USB, right? Like there's got to be something you can do. Scratch the little pin so that it like you know doesn't know. <laughs> can't tell. Lick the we pin. We don't Lick know what pin. we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> Seduce the little USB port. Yeah. Is it? Wait, are these USB originals or USB whatever it is? C type. Um, I think on um, I think it's still USB A. Like right. it, I think it's still the uh, the old school. Okay. Thing so this I, is yeah. the Xbox the C one we've series got. or whatever it is that you yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like the big one with the disc huh. thing. What, what do you call them? Tray. Tray. <laughs> yeah. Disc slot. Slot. Disc slice. <laughs> God, it's been a long time since we've talked about discs. The disc wound. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. That's fucked. Yeah, so when you, uh, you know, sodomize the disc wound. uh, I'm so sorry. That threw us off the edge of the the tracks there with that one. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, that's the the nugget. We're moving on. We've got no more chicken. We're out of chicken. Any opinions on that last nugget chicken? No, apart from uh, the fact that uh, Call of Duty 3 has come out. It was Melbourne developed game, actually. Well, Melbourne Sledgehammer. No shit. And it was rated one of the worst Call of Duties of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Australian Melbourne pride. represent. <laughs> yeah. And it's got like a 4 out of 10 on IGN or something like that. And IGN 10 to get Ooh, things. that's oh, like a 1 out of 10. Yeah. 4 out of 10. Oh Pretty my rough. God. Pretty rough. 
Well. So I feel bad for my um, you know, fellow Melbourne devs, devs who worked on this Call of Duty game. Apparently, no one knew if that if it was going to be like a DLC or a full game Ooh. until like oh, no. a few months out. And they only had a year and a half to work on it. And normally oh, Call of Duty no. games take three years to make. So half the time, weren't sure on the end product, a bunch of stuff. Well, that sounds cooked. Oh, sounds so stressful. Yeah, nasty stuff. And it's, you know, well, that might relative... Uh, relevant because you mentioned Microsoft and you know Microsoft mm, mm, doing their deals. Yeah, they own that shit now. They sure do. Mm. Anyway, Phoebe. Hi. You want to tell us about storytelling? <laughs> yes, story. I do, Joe. <laughs> story versus storytelling. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> so here we are. I mean, I've got some. I've got some spiels to run through and you're here just to call me out on my bullshit because this is this is something that i think i know a lot about yeah i'm interested to see like where exactly you're going with this yeah 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 because i don't i don't know how right i am and Mm. i feel like whenever i'm like you know workshopping a story or something and i say something out loud you're like no No, you idiot. <laughs> um, but this is a big thing that's confused uh, in video games, right? Like, I feel like... Uh, well, yeah, maybe not in video games, but, like, in, in the, like, review of video games. You know, I think, right, I think people right. have a oh, hard yeah. time telling whether a video game has a good story or whether it has good storytelling or both are bad or one's bad. That's a great oh, distinction to okay. make. Yeah, not, not in the making of the video game, but in the, like, yeah, yeah understanding of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this today and um, f- like story itself is not necessarily a huge thing for most video games. You know, right. story is basically just like the objective, you know, like Mario has a story. Yeah. Like go rescue the princess right. who's been captured by Ganon or whatever. Ga- <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> look at your face when you realize what you'd say <laughs> just the flat just, just like a micro expression yeah <laughs> so, oh, yeah gosh. the big turtle guy yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck and it's only weird weird <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, no, that's I was cool. saying to these guys before I started that I'm, so, I'm nervous. It's just come out in such a weird way it's, it's so fun. early on. It's fun. It's fun. Just relax. I mean, anyway, yeah, you, you were saying the story is what happens. Yeah, it's like an objective right. for the player. Right. And most of the time in video games, rather than like you know, they're they're really story heavy games. Like you know, The Last of Us probably is quite a story heavy game. Yeah, well, I mean, if in the liner notes we'd call that narrative driven. Narrative you know? driven. And in oh, the right. uh, indie walking sim, they'd be like narrative driven, right? RPG adventure or some shit. And that's like a big turn off for me. If I see narrative driven, <laughs> really, I'm like, it means you guys didn't do shit with the gameplay. <laughs> right. You're just banking on me getting invested uh, in. Characters. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's a marketing folly. Yeah. Foil. Foil. It's foible. Like foible. <laughs> All three. Folly, foible, and the other one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, line and, uh, short notes for that, shorthand, we are falling apart at the seams. Great. The story is what happens, <laughs> and the storytelling is how that information is presented to you. Yeah. 
I think that's probably the oh, most. I think I think everyone agree that it that storytelling is the most important thing. Right. It doesn't matter how good the story is if you don't tell the story well. Right. Uh, it's not going to be interesting or yeah. Wow. Even yeah. So yeah. if you've got a bad story but you tell it well, yeah, in a game, you can that have makes for an okay game. Yeah, story. for mm. sure. It can yeah. even be a good game. Yeah, mm. like I got a couple mm. of examples. Oh yeah, you got some yeah, examples. Yeah. So I mean, I think Naughty Dog games have pretty good stories, but incredible storytelling. Yes, I think the stories. I are, think the I think the stories are good in Naughty Dog games. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. good. You know, I don't I don't think they're like write home to your grandparents and be like, I played The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> You'd write home nice. to, to Nana and no, be not like... my Nana. I- <laughs> <laughs> maybe our Nana, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe a hypothetical grandmother. <laughs> um, all right, so... But they're, they're definitely on the on the good side of... Oh, of for stories. sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, the pedigree, the naughty dog. Yeah. yeah, it's real, it's real. So this might be contentious because you know i got a bit of a bone to pick with bioware but you might say good bioware games have amazing stories with good to middling storytelling yeah i kind of would flip it the other way right i think they have uh, yeah that's a tricky one mm. yeah we're gonna get into into mass effect a little bit later because mm. because you're like a mass effect savant so we're gonna savant. yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna break down some like plot devices and that kind of stuff and then i'm gonna try and draw them uh to video games and movies so that it's like you know, we've got examples and we can we yeah. can break that shit down. I think maybe to give like a better contrast to the acumen of Naughty Dog would be to look at a game like The Evil Within. Yeah, I was thinking of The Evil Within. Right. So th- that game has like a bonkers sick story and just the worst storytelling yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. Still um, a really fun game, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just like. I mean... But, like, what happens? Oh, my God. <laughs> what happens in that yeah, game? <laughs> look, I think, I think in the case of The Evil Win, it, it's like you get zero insight into what the characters are actually feeling, mm. right? Even in, in the case of Sebastian, even if they fucking feel anything at all. Mm. like, and, and that's like a video game protagonist folly mm. where, like, you're white brown haired brown bearded dude joe <laughs> tool just walking around and they interact with the world and they're like oh perfect and you know they do all those things and it's just like that actually doesn't really do much for the story or the storytelling that's just kind of like i don't know it's just a unique video game thing where i think they're trying to add flavor or realism to the world but it's very video gamey yeah Yeah, yeah. it's like a little bit of the um it's an excuse that gets trotted out a lot but it's like the silent protagonist is a means for the player to employ their experience on the protagonist so they can Mm. feel as though they're the ones doing things not Mm. playing a character that's having an experience or that Mm. has you know a motivation they're like these are my motivations because this guy is a two by four, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> right? exactly. But that's yeah. like that's a big problem, right? Because yeah. then if you're a, a two by four, the one like uh, unless you're telling the story through actions, which could be really cool, but like is rarely done well. You're just being like mostly told through sparse exposition because 
everyone has to <laughs> something. I mean, we're moving house. Okay. You know, something things things just fall crashed. over yeah. over there. Oh. <laughs> oh my god okay we're haunted i don't know yeah it's got right. a door closed i mean it is uh, windy. the wind yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fine wind. it's the wind it's fine. <laughs> yeah we've, we've this got whole a... episode has been like a weird like meta narrative <laughs> yeah at the end of this episode we die yeah, yeah. um <laughs> rate our character development at the yeah. end mm. uh you know you can just rate the podcast one how to was five the story stars. versus storytelling in this in this episode mm. <laughs> you tell us spent a long time at the start really bad storytelling yeah. <laughs> anywhere with a story. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe we should try and answer some questions by the end of this podcast. Okay. The, okay. the two questions I have is what makes good storytelling mm. and what makes a good story. Okay. Mm. Now, this is fucked. You're not going to be able to do this in half an hour, let alone like 10 hours of written material. I but can do it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot. You wrote every, every narrative every there is. Every story in the world. Um, all right. So we're going to explore some storytelling devices okay. um, and examples of good stories. But I'm going to try and steer clear uh, of spoilers where I can. But that's honestly pretty hard with a topic like this so i'm going to stick to really popular games and movies that likely a lot of people have seen or even if they haven't seen it you've probably heard of the twist yeah this is good because i i think we kind of need a case study to to look at for this episode it's pretty hard to talk about these yeah yeah yeah. all right sorry two questions let's hit them again um what is a good story yeah and what what makes a good story and what makes good storytelling. Makes good storytelling. Excellent. They're out. They're, that's our thesis statement. Mm-hmm. This is um, good. This is something I think a lot about <laughs> yeah, as a writer. Cool. Cool. Yeah, and this is where I can say stuff and you just say, no. no. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, it's it's subjective. I'm kind of interested in seeing, like, what your research has turned up versus what I have um, figured out over the years. Because, like, I've done a lot of... Un, a, a long-term unfocused research on story right. and storytelling right by, you know it's not like i've done any courses on on you, writing you did or creative writing like in hsc did i Don't, no i didn't didn't you no i'm thinking of some other babe <laughs> wow <laughs> unbelievable the plot thickens yeah the plot is thick there you go that's, that's a good one. storytelling device it is a good uh, storytelling derision <laughs> <laughs> Conflict uh, is what we yeah, would call it. Conflict. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's start with the actual telling of the story. Okay. And I should say, you say, you say I'm interested to hear what your research turned up. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of research. Because <laughs> okay. I, feel like, I feel like when I sit here with my shitty opinions, it makes for better content, you know, <laughs> because you can call me out. Or, okay. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, very rare cases agree. Well, what do you have there All on right. your on your little list? All right, so <laughs> little list. My diminutive list. Yeah, Let yeah. me adjust up. Small list. Pull it up yeah, on my pathetic <laughs> Hold on, we're turning the corner to like a bit kinky now. Like, <laughs> it's like degrading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from an insult to like a degrading was quite cool. Um. So I think storytelling can generally be broken down into a bunch of different methods that propel the story forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that? that would sound dark. That was Scully. Scully uh, not impressed with that line. I'm a groan. Uh, that was, you know, I had that. I wrote that down. That was a note. 
It uh, is 10 to 5. Yeah. Well, oh, is that a dinner time? Yeah, it's right? dinner time, but yeah, she's okay. just going to have to hold it. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right. So I got a question for you, Phoebe. Redacted. <gasps> Redacted. Phoebe who? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Go on. What is the difference between a storytelling device, a narrative device, and a plot device? <laughs> Storytelling, narrative, and plot. What's well, I think you can probably have all three be the same thing. So there's probably correct. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Trick question, and you got it right. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean they're all tools employed to tell a story. Um, so I'm going to talk through according to Google. According to Google. According to where have you got this information? Right. Yeah, sorry, continue. But me. You. Me. You are the According to me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. So it's just an opinion that you've yeah. opined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so hostile. <laughs> Making Joe uncomfortable. <laughs> see, this is what it's like. Yeah. I, uh, I tell her my dreams and she just breaks me down. Um <laughs> So let's let's talk through a couple of them just to give to give you all a feel. I feel like most people are going to know the, know the basics because we're we're talking about like the the basic tools of storytelling, right? So like yeah. uh, flashbacks, Got it. cliffhangers, mm-hmm. you know that that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they're all like devices or right. or one of those other things you said. Right, and so uh, yeah, I got a couple here and a couple of examples of how they link to like games or movies and, and stuff okay. like that. Um, so, I mean, the first one, Deus Ex Machina. Got it. That's, uh, that's something that I think the three of us would be pretty familiar with, but it's where, and these are in my own words, so feel free to call me out. Uh, something unrealistic suddenly happens to resolve a storyline. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, um, like not necessarily unrealistic, but like something that hasn't been given any, uh, f- like f- foreshadowing, like it's just kind of like out of nowhere, something comes right. in and yeah. resolves it. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And like, yeah. I think it's generally pretty unsatisfying. Yeah, uh, usually. And, and like, thankfully though, when I was brainstorming this, I couldn't think of many video games where there's a Deus Ex Machina. Apart from Deus Ex Machina. Well, I, I haven't played Deus Ex. I don't know. <laughs> <You> <laughs> does does it have Deus Ex Machina? Yeah, no, I just want to throw it out there. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. The the only one I was maybe pushing for was Mass Effect Three. Yeah, kind of. With the Crucible. Yeah. Because you don't hear shit about that. Like, I, I if, yeah, yeah. I I actually think, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you know, they're alluding they they're alluding to something the entire time. I think I think the way that especially how they introduced the additional content with the like third option like right. the green option I never so, you like, know they just kind of shoehorn that in it's a little bit deus, deus ex machina mm, mm. but yeah with those multiple choice games you probably do need a certain amount of like deus ex to funnel everything back together you know like after you've got so many yeah but it's branches. about it's about foreshadowing so oh. it's about it's about um you could have well, I guess I guess they they are foreshadowing. You know, there's there's talk about the crucible the whole time through um, through uh, yeah. So maybe that's not a Deus Ex Machina. Maybe that's just like an unsatisfactory like. Right, but I mean, it. They only mention the crucible in the third one, right? They don't talk about it yeah, at yeah. all in the first 
or second. But that's okay, you know. Right. Like each of the games have separate, you know, objectives and, and that sort of thing. Right. And, okay. and you know, reveal new information. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um another one I got here is Red Herring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic red. <laughs> Phoebe's employed this one many times. So many times. <laughs> so when I wrote the Sherlock Holmes novel. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something that's supposed to distract you from what's really going on. Mm. Um, so for me, it's essentially misdirection, mm-hmm. right? So like um, Scream, the movie is full of these and it's amazing. Uh, yeah, right. One, one of the best so movies many. ever because it, it knows it's doing red herrings and it like becomes self-aware and <laughs> uh, man... I kind of don't want to spoil Scream just in case people haven't seen it. But that last scene with the shaggy actor. Oh, yeah. You know, that last scene. And it's just the ultimate red herring. Mm. I'll maybe I can't t- remember. Yeah, but yeah, tell me later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. But it's just like, oh, so fucking cool. There was mm. a red herring actually in Alan Wake 2. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Video game red herring. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think, um, I think video games employ red herrings a lot in the gameplay. You know, puzzle games are like, you know, they, they subvert your expectations because you like think, you know, the rules and then they introduce something and you're like, I'm going to try it like this and it doesn't work. And then, gosh, this is such a broad topic. Oh, it's so huge. (sighs) What have we done? It's so huge, but just yell at us. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you must. All things are forgiven on it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com where you can (laughs) yell at us. Not forgotten though. (laughs) Not forgotten. Not forgotten. No, this will be on the internet uh, when. Yeah, I'm going to get so much hate. (laughs) Yeah, from from our three fans who (laughs) know you in the flesh, they're going to tear you asunder. Yeah. I, I got a I got another good one here, which is Chekhov's gun. Oh yeah. uh, yes, classic. Do you uh, know that one? Yes. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, th- this one actually has an interesting backstory. Not the backstory I thought, because I've read some of Chekhov's books. He's like oh, yeah, yeah. the short story yes. lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Chekhov's gun is once a gun is introduced to the story, it must be fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really amazing now. Because it's kind of evolved over the last 120 years mm-hmm. or so. So, like, and it's quite a well-known storytelling tool, just like, you know, cliffhanger or something. Like, I feel like a lot mm. of people yeah, know Yeah, it sort about... of ties in with foreshadowing a little bit. Like, right. yeah, if, if something is there, if, some, if you've taken the time to introduce something to the story, there's no point in leaving it inert. Mm, exactly. That's so well said. And, like, I've got some notes here that... We'll get to them, but they almost say exactly the same thing. Yeah, right. Um, But for me, like in modern day storytelling, it's especially cool because it's interesting either way. Like if you fire the gun or if you don't, it's actually interesting because it's become meta because everyone knows about Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of ties in with red herrings as well, potentially. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because an unfired Chekhov's gun (laughs) could be a red red herring. (laughs) So true. Um, and so, and of course, this is you know Chekhov's gun, not not a literal gun. It can be anything. Yeah. Right. And so this this is actually writing advice that he gave to his contemporaries at the time. Oh yeah. And and I thought it was just 
um, you know, you, you would read his books and it would just like, he would have guns in his books and they'd always be fired or something. Yeah, and that's right. why it was called that, but that's yeah. not the case. He like wrote it out and said, if you have a gun, it must be fired. But I think like you just said, conceptually, it's broader than guns. I think Chekhov is effectively saying if there is something in your story, it should be there for a reason. Yeah. And also if it's sort of like, if something uh has the potential to go wrong or the potential to in instigate some sort of uh conflict or danger or something like that then mm. it's worth bringing that com that conflict out right so mm. um so i think it's mainly used in the um in the context of something that is a bit dangerous or is a bit um yeah has has conflict in it in some way yep. like a gun yep. yeah yeah was there a really, I'm trying to remember in um, Triangle of Sadness, was there a Chekhov's gun? Like an actual gun? An actual gun. It was a rock. There was like a, <laughs> yeah, there, I'm sure there's heaps of that. Um, I mean, there was kind of like a metaphysical Chekhov's gun because there's the arms dealer yeah. on the boat. Oh, so, what I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah, so he With like introduces himself grenade. as an arms dealer yeah. and then something happens and it's all... Mm. making sense yeah, and Chekhov's gunny. I seem to remember like watching that movie or another movie recently where there was like a gun on the table or in the background. I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I know where we're going to go with this basically. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's why it's good in modern storytelling because everyone knows about it. Yeah. 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 It is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have an, a video game example of Chekhov's gun? I mean, there's oh, a lot of shooting. In video what about games. a video game? Where <laughs> I'm just gonna pitch you a game called Chekhov's Gun, all right? The whole okay. game, you've got a gun, but you're not allowed to shoot. <laughs> and it's called Chekhov's it's called Gun. Chekhov's so gun. you expect it the whole yeah, game, yeah. and then the credits roll. Oh Joe, you're a genius. You're a genius. Oh my god. Ship it. Yeah. Make it. That's ship actually it. good. Uh, oh, I wonder if um, Disco Elysium kind of has both because they're always looking for Harry's gun. Oh, And yeah. if you find it... Well, and hold on, spoilers. Oh, We spoilers. don't want to spoil if we can manage it. <laughs> and that game is especially amazing if people But it's such a perfect it. example of both the, both the use of Chekhov's gun. Okay, spoilers. If you haven't played Disco Elysium, stop right now. <laughs> Go and play Disco Elysium. It's so good. <laughs> Such a good game. Wait, you haven't played it, have you? I haven't finished it, but go ahead. Go ahead. <gasps> oh, I don't no, know, Phoebe. Yeah, 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 no, we can't. We yeah. can't. It's too good a game it's to great. spoil that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. trust me. But okay, so people start making a list, scream, and Disco Elysium. This is this is your homework this is your reading from this episode. Playing list. Uh, our next uh, our next trick is foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh, we've covered that. We've covered that. Um, I guess just quickly. Uh, it's something that will happen in the future and it's hinted at. So yeah. like sometimes it's really blatant, mm -hmm. like in the thing, they go to the Norwegian base and it's all fucked up mm -hmm. right down to the ax in the door. Mm -hmm. Super blatant. Sometimes it's really subtle, like in the departed where all the characters that perish, they have, uh, they are filmed with like a cross in front of them. Oh, it might be a window right. or a bit of tape and it's just like, so, you know, scattered throughout yeah. the film and you would never pick that up. Isn't there, I might be remembering this wrong, but isn't there in, um, 
in Dead Space 2. Oh, so you want to talk about Dead Space 2 now. (laughs) (laughs) Tensions rising. (laughs) This is conflict. Uh, yeah, we have to bring this full story at some point and, and come and, you know, make up. Right, we'll resolve by the end, end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of okay. course. Uh, but in Dead Space 2, isn't there at some point that that nursery rhyme or that, uh, is it nursery rhyme or something where it's got that line sticking stick yeah, needle, stick needle right. in yeah, your yeah. eye? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Great foreshadowing. I mean, Dead Space 2 is littered with foreshadowing, yeah. right? And it, it does something really smart that a lot of games like Callisto and stuff fail at where they try to express something that is going to be traumatic and they like bring too much attention to it. They're like, this is a really big deal. Right. There are kids mm. here. It's going to be really mm. fucked up. Mm. Whereas in Dead Space 2, you, you pick up a couple of text logs, a couple of audio logs, and it mentions that... Some of these people have children, you know, they live on this space station right. and it's, and they mention children in passing. They're really fearful for them. And you're just like, fuck, there's children here. And then you go to like one of the, you know, space malls effectively. And it's mm-hmm. got all these kids toy stores. And then these little necromorphs start running at you and you're like, fuck you the children. You go to the child's nursery. Well, well that's where you see the baby. Oh, right. Yeah, oh. The baby. yeah. That's that's the oh, next yeah, level. Baby ones that are like yeah, <laughs> yeah, the little kids. Yes, the I remember them kids. now. Yeah, and it doesn't. Kids. There's no yeah. like, you know, nothing is like oh the children are coming. Watch out, Isaac. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like you cannot put that together. Yeah, you can. Just... You could not read the the logs. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you would just come across them, but yeah, that's yeah, really cool. It's a really cool instance of really subtle, you know. And that's the interesting thing about uh, video games as opposed to movies or or books or anything is because the player has like an objective and something to do uh, within the world that doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with this have to do with the story at all. Mm. So you can just play through Dead Space and not take note of any of the story and Mm. it won't matter really. Mm. It's not going to. It's not going to affect how far you get through the game. It may not affect your enjoyment of it. Whereas if you, if you watch a movie or read a book and you don't get the story, mm. like, then well, what are you there for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The process of reading words. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think sometimes that is, yeah. like, worth... That's catch, true. Like Douglas Adams' book. Yeah. You're not reading Hitchhikers for the fucking well, plot. People love that plot. I don't know. I think, like, I mean, what happens in that book? It's fucking mental, but it's fun. Like, yeah, every it's, page it's fun. is fun. Yeah. But I think it's much less about the story. Yeah. Mm. Well, and the thing as well that that kind of touches on is um, story, like, what constitutes a good story is so subjective, mm. whereas what constitutes good storytelling is not necessarily as objective as mm. what is a good story. Yeah. Because there, there are perfectly serviceable plots and people are like, I love this. I love how, how you know, even though I've I've seen this kind of plot many times before, mm. it's very satisfying. I like that I know where it's going. I like that we've got a good, by, good guy and a bad guy. Mm. I like, you know, and other people might look at that same plot and be like, it's so generic. Mm. It's so cliche. There's nothing in it for me. I'm not interested. I think that's why the history of things matters so much. 
you know, I've got some friends that just won't watch old movies and, and it's the fact that they're so old and they had these original stories like Rashomon by um, Kurosawa. Yep. It's like, it's just awesome. And it was 80, 70, 80 years ago that he was writing the story for that. And like movies have used that heaps since. Mm. And it's just like, the fact that it was the, the original same, like, one, basic plot, right? Because it, yeah. it's you know it's just like a, a formula almost yeah. that a, a lot of um, non-linear movies might follow, and so it's it's like called the Rashomon effect, right? Uh, okay, um, because it's so popular in movies, and it, it it like at least it matters to me that it's the original one, right? When I see it, I'm like, yeah. fuck, they you know, he he had the ability to use. Uh, filmmaking as a medium to tell this story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's actually really important going back to what I was saying before about hiring, which is a bit of a weird callback because it's not exactly related, but I think it's important to watch and play and listen to a lot of stuff because then you're able to have informed discussions with people about that stuff. Mm. You know, if they're like, Oh, um, you know, you're talking to your story person or whatever. And they're, writing this story and they're telling you about you're like oh is that like Rashomon or whatever and mm. they're like yeah how do you know about that and then you have this huge discussion it's like now we're on the same page mm. that's why history is so important with regard to yeah knowing the genesis of stuff right mm. yeah um, yeah and and good. having a broad uh a broader idea of like what makes a good story you know mm. it means that when they come up with stuff you're not necessarily going to be you know i yeah i'm not sure how how much I guess it depends on the studio and yeah. stuff, but how much like control do the story team have over yeah. the story? Mm. Yeah. That sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, with what we're working on right now, Johnny will like show us a script every time he makes a new one and asks us to send notes. Mm. Um, sometimes when there's a lot of notes, we'll like have a big meeting and talk about them all together mm. and like discuss the story. And then he'll go and change stuff and come back and it'll be like, oh, that thing that I mentioned is no longer in the story cool you know like it just changes yeah. stuff yeah um and sometimes he'll like listen to a note and be like no i actually think like it's better this way or, yeah you know, like, yeah you gotta be able to sit back and make yeah choices. totally and, but yeah always it's it's always so you've got to have a certain level of trust for the person that you've assigned that role like totally yeah mm. and like if you're able if you're better able to fight for your idea based on you know having seen or watched or listened to or read certain things then mm. that really helps because mm. it gives you like credence it gives you like wind behind the thing that you're saying yeah which is really good yeah and i think a lot of people who are in that position of of writing something original need that help you know that's what every book you read the mm. author's like fuck thank my sister and my best friend like because you need <laughs> that like wall to bounce off mm. to to know if you're like you know, you, you just get too close to a project. And mm. if you aren't able to have someone reflect for you sometimes, I think it can be really detrimental. Mm. And then, yeah, they play stories like Alan Wake's story and you're just like, it's obvious that, or it seems obvious that um, not a lot of, um, like it's got a very auteurish feeling to it or it's like this was kind of like a couple of people's vision. You right. know, it feels like no one, no one from the outside came in and said like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> even if maybe even if they did, they the autoerosionness of it would have just like deflected Deleted. that right. because yeah. they're just like yeah, this is Twin Peaks the video game. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Well, I've got uh, I've got one last plot slash narrative device, and I've got in bold letters. Not sure whether to include this one. So this is this is prime fodder uh, for Phoebe to tear me down. Uh, this, the, <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> this this one this one is just the structure, right? The structure of the story. So like linear or non-linear. Oh yeah, sure. I think I think The Last of Us Two does this super well. Yeah. And, and I think it really contributes to the pacing of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll go back in time as Ellie. Mm. Uh, you'll you'll have her f- like you know sh- you'll have a flashback while in the present she's fighting with her like emotional instability around Joel and that whole situation and mm. like she's got all these unresolved feelings and you get those flashbacks and it's just adds to it. Yeah, and I feel like they they just put it in the right place in that game mm. every time. Yeah, there's a really um, common uh, writing technique called in Medea Res, I think it's called, okay. which means start, it, it means start where the action is. Oh, so yeah. that gets used a lot in nonlinear uh, storytelling because they'll, they'll start, oh, no, no, not necessarily. It's kind of a different thing, <laughs> but that's, but you can potentially start where the action is, which may not the be the beginning of the story. And then you have the potential to go back to the beginning and right. see how you got to that point. Oh. So the idea is you drop them right into the most exciting part or the, or the most like where the, where the conflict uh, or the interest in the story like initiates mm. and you start there mm. so that the reader's in yeah. uh, from the get go. And then you can go back and, now that they're hooked, yeah. essentially, you can see how... That's that's how a lot of biographies start. Yeah. You know, because they need to cover where they were born and how they grew up, but they need the, like, they were drug fucked and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So a lot Three of... Three hookers were in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blood was everywhere. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I've got uh, Jimmy this Page... biography. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out it. next year. Yeah, yeah. What are those brown flecks on your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> actually got me there. <laughs> it's like, oh God, did I wash it? <laughs> um, Am I still wearing the same shirt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, the Anthony Keenis biography mm. does that. And mm. actually I was gifted a Jimmy Page biography that did that. And it was so abhorrent that I right, couldn't. I was repulsed. <laughs> I put it down. I was like, "That's you know, yeah. we should not be glamorizing this. Yeah. That's really fucked up." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, it served as a barrier for you to not read the whole, whole fucking thing. Yeah, the course, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Suppose you're right. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's my uh, that's my kind of spiel on mm-hmm. storytelling. Now we're going to move to the story. And then at the end, we're going to, we're going to wrap the two up and we're going to, you know, devolve, go into examples. It'll be real nice. Cool. Um, all right. So with the story, there's a, a Maybe lot. Maybe quick water break. Yeah. Do we need to bring in the music? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Bring in the music. <laughs> Uh, and we're back uh so am i the antagonist and you're the protagonist for for us to resolve i think we need to assume proper roles Mm. yeah you're the antagonist but there's a surprise twist oh my god soon let's continue the pod soon to be unraveled 
So we're talking about uh, the story now. Yes, done with telling, now about story. Exactly. So the story is what happens, baby. And to demonstrate this, I've uh, picked a bunch of movies and, and games and stuff, and I've just written a little what is the story in a sentence. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell them to you, and you're going to tell me I'm wrong or I'm right. All right. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is about the exploration of humankind's evolution over three million years. Yeah. Sounds like what it's about. <laughs> right. And I haven't seen it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's brutal, actually. I, I, well, you're waiting to see it in a cinema. So yeah, that's a very... That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, look, I don't know. It's great. It is pretty boring. Oh, no. It's pretty boring. Oh, no. Oh, no. The worms that were just uncanned. We're not starting this on the pod. We have... Look, we won't talk about it anymore. (laughs) Does it just have to be that thing that we don't talk about? I think for, like, normal people, like, the average humanzy walking around on the street, Mm. trying to watch 2001 Space Odyssey today, Mm. 2023, near 2024, boring. I see that's that's the beauty. I do think it's a film a film Yeah, it's a filmies film. Film. There's like forty five minutes of monkeys at the beginning. Like <laughs> someone who I was watching it with or someone who I heard was watching it with someone else, their partner said, Is this whole thing gonna be monkeys? That's the state of war. I think personally I don't find it boring. I love Two Thousand One Space. It's one of my favorite films of all time. I would still say it's a boring movie though. <laughs> I love boring stuff. <laughs> maybe the story is bad, but the storytelling's good. Or maybe the story the isn't bad though. The story, the story is, is amazing. Yeah. Mm. I think it's all great. It's just like slow. Slow. I like slow movies. I, I think it's okay for boring things to still be good. Anyway. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> God, it's so not boring though. It's about the evolution of us over three million years. Yeah. This is the that old, surprise twist I was talking about. The old state. Yeah, the, the surprise twist is Joe's the actually the villain. I'm the little villain. Um, my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like... Your evil, incorrect uh, opinion. <laughs> it's, it's about the past, the present, and the future. And us. Yeah. And that's not boring at all. Yeah. At, like, from a bird's eye view, that stuff isn't boring. Like, you can look at... After you've watched 2001 Space Odyssey, you could be like, I loved it. That was a great movie. <laughs> but in the moment when you're watching it, there's like long extended sequences where like very little ha- happens. Yeah. I think, and I think there's a lot of, a lot of storytellers and authors would. Oh my gosh. Um, a lot of, yeah, would a lot of storytellers would say that a, a plot like that is very challenging to pull off well because generally people aren't interested in concepts, mm. they're interested in like specific emotional uh, stories that they can empathize with. Mm. I think the same thing sort of goes for like the intro to Ghost in the Shell, the original animated one, mm-hmm. because it's like you spend half an hour just like setting the scene. And it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing in 2001 Space Odyssey. We spend a long time being like, here's where humans came from. Mm-hmm. Now they're in space. Mm-hmm. And then we're like talking about the people for ages. And then eventually we're on the spaceship. 
you know, like it takes a long time before that movie like yeah. says the thing that it's yeah, trying to Ghost say. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell is an interesting one because it's, I, I think, yeah, similarly, the the plot of Ghost in the Shell not is not happens. really that interesting yeah. and, and it had the potential to be really badly executed, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like I love it. It's all in the execution. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm, yeah. So, I, I guess I would like to say that, yeah, yeah, so slow yeah. is not boring. No. Slow is slow, and 2001 is slow for yeah. sure. But I think there's I there's so much enjoyment from that pace. And it it you know what you're in for at the very beginning. It, the film starts, and it's two minutes of black screen with music. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, hey, this is the experience. Yeah, like, yeah. are you sitting down and just, like, chilling out? Because if you're waiting for, like... Megatron to fall from the sky. Yeah. This ain't that film. Maybe that's partially what I... Maybe I'm not giving the average person enough credit to sort of sit through two minutes of synth music when they're trying to watch a movie. Orchestral music. Orchestral yeah, music. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah, when the, the when the person who's sitting next to someone says, is this going to be monkeys for the whole thing? I think that's kind of what I'm calling when I say it's boring. Right. Like, so you're saying TikTokers aren't going to like 2000. Totally. Like it's going to be unacceptable. Like the, they're going to be out in the first minute after they realize another minute of music is going to happen. Yeah. So that's all I'm getting at. Okay. I still love the movie. I think it's great. I still think it's got boring bits in it. <laughs> Doesn't mean, I, I you don't just, mind you've got to say something. I like you, you come back, you're like, I love it. It's great. Oh, but you know, it's just not that good in this part. And it's like, I'm okay to be wrong because I like doing the dishes. That's boring. Like I do it every day and it's boring as hell. And I love doing it. I want to support you so badly, but sometimes you dig a hole so deep that it's, it can't be done. It's all right. You don't have to support. Anyway, this is a video game podcast. (laughs) That that was my first example. Oh my god! Where were we going with these examples? So this this is this is my like. You're trying to summarize. The story is what happens. I'm trying to summarize the story of very popular things without spoilers. Fantastic. All right. Her is about the exploration of emotional connection with an AI. Right, but I think at its core, it's about that mm. connection can be with yeah. more than just humans. I think you need to, uh, like, differentiate stories from concepts, though. Oh, okay. Because the concepts of her are about Human emotional emotions. connection, yeah, yeah. what's love, yeah, yeah. all of that sort of thing. But that's not what the story is. Oh. Like you the story is about a man who falls in love with an AI. That's oh. the story. There you go. Okay. Ooh, I mean, that's a great distinction. And I think I've probably confused all of these then. Mm-hmm. So let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's see if I've, I've done that. Uh, Goodfellas asks, does crime pay? Concepts. Concept. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Goodfellas, the story is about the life of a young boy who idolizes the mafia, the Italian mafia, and joins them. You are so right. Okay, interesting. This is great. I love this. I love learning. <laughs> uh, okay, I might have nailed it with Returnal. Mm-hmm. Returnal is about transitioning from child to parent, or the transition of child to parent. I didn't really get a full read on what the story of Returnal was, so I don't really know if I can 
you can confirm or deny yeah. that. But does that, but that sound... sounds like a concept again? God damn it! Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, you get what I'm saying with concepts, right? You can have multiple concepts, totally, but the plot totally. is like. No, no, you explained yeah. that really well. I totally yeah. get that these are all concepts, and the, yeah. this. I guess when, that's the thing as well. When we say story, I'm story versus storytelling. I'm thinking plot. Yeah, yeah. Versus storytelling devices yeah, yeah totally and that's that's what we're that's what we're here to talk what, about what's the main character's name from returnal again celine celine you could say returnal is about celine's experience of childhood to birth or birth birth to what was it adulthood well child to parent childhood to parent yeah, yeah. about her experience but also like the plot is like celine crashes, crashes on, on an, an, planet an yeah. alien planet and like when she dies she, she comes back to life comes back to life like that's yeah. kind of like the plot Right. Well, actually, that's probably the premise. Yeah. That's the premise. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree that that's the premise and not the plot. Yeah. But the, the plot is sort of to do with the actual, like, steps that happen within the story yeah. as opposed to, like, yeah, which sounds like that actually happens mm. or experience from. I don't know. I've never got that. I haven't finished it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys out there, you got to finish Returnal. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the big, the big bopper. And uh, I've probably just gone. The big bopper. <laughs> I've gone full on in conceptual mode here. Uh, Mass Effect uh-huh. is about overcoming adversity for the benefit of all living things. Mass Effect is about. If you say Commander, Commander Shepard, Shepard. <laughs> you've got to Commander Shepard, right? Okay. Defeating the Reapers. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm all like broad and conceptual, but the mm. plot is actually very what specific. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's great. See, I learned a thing. Mm. I learned a thing. Cool. Um, so maybe let's let's take a deeper look at Mass Effect, just to you know have a bit of fodder to to work sure. through in in regards to plot. Nice. Um, so Mass Effect 1 could have been an email. Mass, <laughs> Mass Effect. <laughs> Waves of hate mail <laughs> coming your way. Mass Effect 2 was 18 hours of red herring. <laughs> and Mass Effect 3 was like, oh shit, we forgot about the Reapers. There's this yes, thing yeah. called the Crucible. Yeah. Was Mass Effect 3 Andromeda? No, oh, Mass Effect 3 one. was the one... I think I played Mass Effect 3. Yeah. yeah. I didn't play Andromeda. The, the final one. No. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. I haven't played Andromeda either. Um, you played it for a Oh, yeah, I did hours. play it for a little bit. I remember yeah. 2 being good. 2 is good. Because you're like a symbol of the team, good, right? Good, good the team. storytelling elements to it. Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 it has a bunch of, like, cool sub-stories in it. Yeah. Know? It's less about, like... When Mass Effect, for me, when Mass Effect is succeeding, it isn't about Shepard slaying the Reapers. It's no. Shepard's relationship with the people on board the Normandy. Yeah. Mm. The, the relationships within, yeah. The, char- the character building and relationships in Mass Effect 2 are really satisfying. Mm. And a lot of the characters have really satisfying character arcs in mm. Mass Effect 2. Mm. Um, especially the ones that have come on from Mass Effect 1, like, like, Tully and Garrus. Yeah. Because you already know a little bit about them and their characters really start to flesh out. um, Into. Into. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, at the plot, 
Actually, the plot of Mass Effect 2 is decent as well. They all kind of have that thing of like, there's, you know, you're the hero, mm -hmm. there's a big bad, you go and defeat the big bad with a crew. Yeah. Like, that's, that's basically what, you know, it's the hero's journey for all three mm -hmm. um, yeah. games. But could you argue, argue that no one really plays it for that? Most people play it for what Joe is talking about. The, yeah. the experience I, I of so. like getting to know the characters. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's because it's, it's more fun for people who enjoy Mass Effect because the framing is sci-fi and the framing is the whole collapse of the world under the, the Reapers. Mm. Okay. It's yeah. like, whoa, you know, the, the apocalypse is here. What about these relationships that I have right before it all goes to shit? Like yeah, how I save exactly. the world with these people? Mm. Yeah. And that's why I think it's successful. You know, there's, there's a, the, the ending of Mass Effect 3, like, lots of people hate it. It's not a very satisfying ending in, in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but the the drive of the characters in Mass Effect um, are all really good. It's all about, mm. you know, wanting to, wanting to save the people that you've come to know, the galaxy that you've come to know. You know, you've got, you've got all these different links. It's very much like a, you know, I want to protect the people that I no right and love right so that's regardless that. of whether you're like a good shepherd or a bad shepherd or <laughs> you know chaotic shepherd or whatever they're called sure so that kind of links back to what you said before where you're like a, a good story is a story that people want to empathize with yeah exactly yeah i think that's i think that's why mass effect can get away with um not so satisfying ending and um some some plot uh, you know, plot stuff that is a bit generic and, and potentially a bit boring mm. because all of the characters have really good uh, empathetic uh, stories within mm. themselves and it's easy to be like, oh, wow, I really like that character, therefore I'm invested in in their story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really liked Morden. Oh my god, I love Morden. And the way he lets you down when you try to bang him. <laughs> he's he's just Just like, made you fall in love even yeah. more. Yeah, he's just like, hey, you know, I'm just... That's not something that's on my radar. Like, Morden, I can't remember if he was asexual or he was just like, I don't do humans, buddy. Right. But asexual. I, yeah, yeah, he was asexual. And I was like, oh, you know, that didn't change my love for him at all. It was just a different <laughs> kind of love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as a result, you... Because you liked Morden the character, his was the only side quest that you did. That's <laughs> Yeah, so when when I finished Mass Effect 2, I died and so did everyone else, oh. but Morden lived. Oh, wow. and, and I was like, yeah. what a great ending. Oh that's cool. Yeah. 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 I never played three. Yeah. Because right. I died. Yeah. Right. Not your game overall. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that just like goes to show you had an empathetic connection with Morden and mm. that therefore you went the extra mile to actually delve into his story, mm. do what he wanted you to do mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> screw the rest of them <laughs> and yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I uh, it's just I can't you, you have that, right? It's like going to an art gallery and sometimes you see something yeah, and you don't exactly. need to know why. You just get goosebumps in front of that thing and like that doesn't that change you your enjoyment. <laughs> And, and that was, you know, that's Morden for me. And like <laughs> other Bioware games, you play them and like, 
Uh, I played Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm. There are I, there are some main characters I can't even remember the names of. Like I just yeah. never used them because yeah. I had I had my buds. Yeah. You you find your bud or your buds and uh, you're yeah. sweet. So yeah, I think I think in the case of Mass Effect, it is a lot less about the story or the mm. plot. Yeah, it's just very character driven. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and the the sort of the plot is sort of like it's serviceable and allows them to um really like display the character stuff well mm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like a, a serviceable vehicle for all this char- character mm-hmm. you know right. i think a lot of people might argue that the real story of mass effect is the is the people the characters the characters you meet along the yeah. way oh my <laughs> the god friends you make along the way where's <laughs> that bingo sheet from earlier <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's actually something that video games does better than, or does well, that mm. it sometimes forgets about, is, like, it does a good job of, like, growing and expanding relationships because of the way you can, like, choose what you say mm. compared to, like, growing and expanding, like, the core overall plot a lot mm. of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of examples, but I can't think of any. But I think Mass Effect does it very well mm. where, like, the, even, like, the mechanics of the game where you get to, like, choose your path Hades. and stuff. Hades, does that do that too? Yeah, the Hades plot's fairly simple. I'd I'd say the Last of Us as well. The Last of Us plot is really simple. Yeah, and Mm. and it's totally about the the characters. characters. Yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't say the Last of Us plot's that simple though, because there's a lot of different like like if you if you really boil it down, it's it's simple. But there's a lot of different factions and you know conflicts and stuff happening in the Last of Us. All right, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen. But yeah, I guess I'm thinking conceptually again you know <laughs> the, the last of us is just a journey from a to b i think last of us 2 is also really good because you can see what the character wants and a mm. lot of people struggle with like coming up with stories where it's easy for the audience to discern what my character wants mm. usually in a video game it's the objective get to the mm. yellow marker that's what my character wants to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ellie yeah. wants revenge yeah you know, it's like so clear from the very beginning mm. that and you are all of your actions then are framed under this like i want revenge mm. thing which is mm. quite yeah. powerful and then by the end you're like i'm tired of revenge mm. yeah oh well it's just like too. it becomes so repulsive right yeah. because mm. like i mean that i think naughty dog does a really good job of being like, hey, these are characters. This is not you. Like, there's yes. no yeah. player in this yeah. story. Like, this is a story that we're telling yeah. and you control it yeah. in parts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I go to animate a shot or like a sequence or something like that these days, I'm not sure. I'll ask Johnny and be like, hey, what does this character want in this shot? What do they, what do they actually want? Very right. Not overall necessarily. Because I'm yeah, really, I'm so even animation is like a storytelling yeah, element. Yeah, totally. Yeah, character acting. Like why, what choices are they making in the shot or what, how are they acting that informs what they want? Because mm. if they're not, they're not going to do something that is a contradiction to what they want to get. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. So, totally. And it, I it mean, it comes down to anything that they do. The way they hold themselves in a chair will determine whether or not the acting choice is right for what they want. Right. So it's pretty involved, you know? Like, you've yeah. got to know these things. And so totally. it helps when you. Oh, it's really cool when you see something like The Last of Us, where it's like you can tell that they thought about that stuff oh, in the so character much. acting. Yeah, mm. even just like, you know, the animations of Ellie, like fighting she's just so oh, savage yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> savage facial animations are insane in yeah. the last of us part two yeah they are insane yeah and she's just like just yeah so strong and like vicious mm. and then by contrast 
Abby had a much more sort of like methodical, like she was strong physically, mm. but like had much more of a like kind of militant way of moving, I think, mm. rather as opposed to like this sort of feral thing that yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally had going on. Yeah. Hundred percent. Wow, this is such a small, easy to unpack topic. <laughs> yeah. We've sort of like picked at various corners of this giant geometric ball. I think the topic is the villain here. <laughs> it's tearing us apart. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're we're coming closer to resolution. We're all like, yes, the topic we've is realized, the villain. We've realised that the, the corporate villain, the corporate machine, is the villain. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. nothing that brings people together than a villain. They can all agree on that's right um well i guess should we round out with with our thesis statement mm. uh which maybe joe if you can hit us up with those questions oh yeah for sure which were what makes a good story and what makes good storytelling what makes good storytelling so i'm, I'm gonna give my take mm-hmm. um which is very straightforward and i took notes for so i definitely have the advantage here mm. uh good storytelling is when the information regarding a story is presented to you in a satisfying way. Satisfying yeah. way. Okay. And this is, this is a bit kind of clinical, mm-hmm. uh, I think, that definition. It's a bit wanky. Mm. Uh, and then, funnily enough, like a couple of minutes into the topic, you said storytelling is objective and the story is subjective because it's so dependent on what you like. And my answer is a good story is one that you like. Because it's so subjective, <laughs> you know, like I love the the story behind Event Horizon, mm-hmm. but I can imagine people not liking that story. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that's totally fine. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. It's not like Joe commenting on 2001 and saying it's boring. It's just like you have different tastes and that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is cool. That is cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I love how cool it is. <laughs> Yeah, I I would actually agree with you on the storytelling, your storytelling definition there. I think I think um, oh communicating God. the like. <laughs> you're we're, shocked. We're, we're, we're resolving. <laughs> I know. We're resolving. It's so beautiful. It. Live on the air. <laughs> um, and funnily enough, I I don't know if I fully agree with my own statement here, but I think the story, what makes a good story, is good storytelling. Oh, I actually think the story can be literally anything, but if it's told well, yeah, you have the potential to like it. Totally. Do you have any examples from any medium where the story is like average or below par, but because of the storytelling, you're just super forgiving or you like, you like it. I read a lot of, Trashy romance, uh-huh. uh, comics, and stuff like that. A lot of them have really basic plot lines, mm-hmm. um, but they they have good storytelling in that, like they can make the character interactions interesting and funny. Mm-hmm. You know, they can have characters that are easy to empathize with Mm. they can have romance elements that are interesting Mm. um maybe a little bit different in and of themselves to other romances so it's like a point of differentiation there Mm. so you know stuff that has often a really really basic plot often the same plot Mm -hmm. as like a lot of other ones 
um, I can still find them good stories if they're if the storytelling is done well. Right. Hell yeah. I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Phoebe. I think like there's so many stories that are basically the same thing, you know, like we even have labels for them. You yeah. Know? Like we say, like the hero's journey, hero's journey. This is a coming of age story. Mm. This is like a boy meets girl. This mm. is a, you know, we have mm. names. Like mm. we actually say these things and yeah. we all just like subconsciously know that these are like well-trod stories. Mm. Um, and I think you're right. Phoebe it's in the telling of the story and like I think it's really obvious when it's and this isn't even a medium necessarily but like you have two people that go to the same event together and something happens at the event one of the persons retells the story in one way and the other person makes it feel as though you're you were there with them mm. and that person is a good storyteller yeah you know like the, the way that they are able to relay the information to to you brings you along with them or like mm. put, makes you feel a certain way because of the way yeah, they're telling the story. Totally. That's and such that's a good kind point. Of like, yeah. what to me makes good storytelling mm. when you're able to be either there with the person or yeah. there as the person or yeah. feel some sort of collective feeling of that thing that they're talking about. Mm. It's hard to And often words. that mm. does come down to like emotional investment. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, so. but you can, yeah, it's funny because I was like how subjective, like story is subjective, mm. but storytelling is objective, mm. but you can you like entice uh, emotional um, investment in a story through storytelling techniques. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's like the, I guess the techniques are in and of themselves, not they're, they're like more or less objective mm. in that they're kind of, you know, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I think so. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think there's also stories that are enjoyable that don't have relatable characters. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for like, sure. Like, so, no, but emotional in investment doesn't mean you relate to them necessarily. Right. It just means that you there's your there's an emotional like impact yeah. that's like it's triggering yeah. or an emotional response in you. Yeah, right. So, so like case studies. Sucks. Yeah. Like Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I mean Goodfellas. Uh -huh. Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. Breaking Breaking Bad. Yeah. Also a case study. Andy like uh, like tragedies. Yeah. Tragedies yeah. because you're well, not. A lot of those. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Go what on. about Evangelion? Like, because Shinji sucks many dicks. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you, what, you go into it and you're like, oh, here's this big catastrophe happening. You know, there's only one person who can do this. And he's this boy. And you expect him to be like the hero. But he just like collapses and he just yeah. can't do it. He sucks there's, there's... every day. <laughs> he cries a lot, you know? Like, oh, I think it I may mean, can... trick you sometimes with that sort of character, though, because just because you don't agree with, like, what the char character's doing or you don't agree with everything that they do or everything that they are doesn't mean there aren't aspects of the character that you empathize mm, with. Mm. Um, like oh, I totally, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I think it's, like, it's not bad that he is this trash person because like in a lot of instances that's how most people would be in that situation yeah, yeah. and so yeah there's that it's actually quite relatable yeah i think i would fucking yeah fall apart, <laughs> fall apart as well people, yeah, yeah yeah and so like almost immediately it's like oh this is not like a story about like someone starting below and then succeeding it's mostly mm. a story about this guy just failing repeatedly mm. so. I, I think the tone can really change how you absorb that as well because i know like evangelion does have like a kind of heavy tone sometimes mm -hmm. and like i remember 
just watching with Phoebe that who's what's that anime with the crying green man? Oh yeah, uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, My yeah. Hero Academia. Like I've seen some episodes, and that crying <laughs> green man. He's. I just hate him. Like, he's like the main character, right? Yeah. And he's just terrible. I like him. Yeah, he's yes. Cute. I mean, you can like him. It's all good. But that's an example of where that type of character, for me, because of the tone, because like that, um, I don't know. Like for me, there wasn't a lot of like trauma or stuff. It was kind of happy-go-lucky anime. Like it had a lot of stupid jokes in it, and I think I think you didn't like some of the storytelling in that because they had repeated flashbacks and whenever a flashback oh. came on you were like well that we show, have seen this yeah. so many times yeah i wasn't even watching that yeah. show and i had seen that <laughs> thing so that many shows times. so like and it's a bit of an anime trope you know they'll yeah. like have an action and then in the next scene flashback to the thing that just happened. <laughs> yeah. like they're not it's not even from an episode ago or like, <laughs> i know it's ago. just like what it was, um, we I, just we were just saw there this. Yeah, we don't need a flashback <laughs> Oh and it's the voiceover. It's for children. Yeah, it's for children. It's for kids. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're actually reaching the limit oh, of shit. what we're able to upload <laughs> to Spotify. Uh, Phoebe Redacted. Just yes. so good to have you on. Oh, thank you for uh, having me here. And to be on this journey where we were all at one stage an antagonist yeah. and then yeah. slowly became a protagonist. Yeah. What do you call that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What do you call that? Someone gets. Am I an encyclopedia? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I Maybe just, like, one question just to throw you guys even, like, fully off kilter. Okay. Uh, if there was one story that you could convince our audience to consume mm. which one god would it be? what a huge i know question. huge question right at the end and there's a timer we're running out of time mm, one story consume. <laughs> mm. consume consume fuck i don't know fair enough yeah yeah i don't know either i mean yeah oh um I think like Totoro <laughs> is like amazing, pretty answer. amazing. Uh, <laughs> well regarded for its plot. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone needs to see it though. You know, it's one of those like everyone should watch this. Yeah, things. this is um, that's a Golden Globe like, stick not... answer or whatever those awards <laughs> there's were. There's not many that I can be like, yeah, this is it because it'd be like Chainsaw Man or whatever. You know, I, that's something that I like. I know that other people don't or wouldn't right, enjoy it. Right, but right, Totoro, right. Totoro, for everyone. That's a movie for everyone. That's that's yeah, a great that's, call. That's true. That's a great call. All right. Very accessible. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We're all, all of, all of our answers are Totoro. We're going all in on Totoro. <laughs> okay. right. Wow. All right. Do you have one? That's not Totoro. Not anymore. It's Totoro. <laughs> it's, it's Totoro. It's Totoro. <laughs> cool. That's it. That's Do it. you want to wrap us up? Uh, yeah. See you next time. It's almost the weekend again. Ha 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 ha!